0: How's it, guys? Welcome back to Freedom Fanatics. It's a pleasure to be with you. Alongside me, I have my my awesome colleague Sholin and Tiejo. And this week, we've got some some feisty t- topics to discuss. So we're sticking with education. And to kick things off, we've we've got an article which uh, Tiejo wrote. is his first uh, rodeo for fan, um, and it is titled "Race Based University Admissions Policies Are Not the Solution." Um, let me not uh, steal your thunder here. Run us through what you, what you, what you, um, go on to say in the the article.
1: Well, basically the article looks at race-based police admissions at universities, such as Rhodes University, whereby the university has introduced quotas um, as to how many black students could be Accepted into the university, how many white students, coloured students, Indian students, and everything of that nature. So in the argument, I argue that this simply continues to give life to 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 racism, whereas we should all be focusing on eliminating race, race racism from society as whole. So, so that's
0: I mean, the basic you know, argument, yeah. Okay, cool. I I think most most freedom-loving South Africans would probably agree with that. I mean, Sholin, if you were to... I mean, you're currently studying at the University of Stellenbosch. I mean, do you think if you are to, you know, proceed with postgraduate studies at at Rhodes, do you think they would make you do a pencil test uh, to see if you you qualify?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm being honest. um, Because, you know, Alex, generally race quotas are wrong. And I think that they don't focus necessarily on the abilities of students, but they instead focus on how, s- how dark the skin color is of a student. And if we're being honest, that's blatant racism right there. And especially with regards to people being divided into separate groups um, for specific events, I think someone like Henry Verwoert, who did study at Bosch University, who, and he was an architect of apartheid, you'd be pretty, you'd probably be looking at this race obsession and think that these people are achieving the very racial division that he always wanted and in the article Diego who touches on how they are trying to somehow like rectify you know the mistakes of the past or whatever the case may be and they are so obsessed with thinking that they are so progressive and yet they are being regressive and it's so ironic that they themselves cannot even see the blatant racism that they are taking a part of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, T-Tierro, one sure. thing that, that you mentioned in the article is that the, 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 the policy itself, uh, the wording of the policy says that, um, you say, it states in section six and five of its equity policy um, that it intends, among other things, outlining its institutional development plan and in its transformation plans, uh, processes that will result in the continued changing of the dem- demographic profile of the South African student body to more closely reflect the, that of the population of South Africa. Now we've seen this kind of thing. I mean, essentially, this is uh, this is BE at at universities. Um sure. And one thing that you're going to say in as a sort of one thing that that this policy maybe overlooks is that you know if they were serious about it, um, maybe greater emphasis. Um, should actually be on the ability of people to enter the university system, maybe focusing rather on on public and primary secondary schools or uh, well, public primary and secondary schools rather, um, particularly those in rural and township areas so do you want to take us through through that and how, how would how would better functioning schools in less resourced areas uh, help solve this really uh, as as shalin says furtian uh policy
1: what funding if 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 we were to allocate more funding to township and rural area schools we would enable these universities to get first and foremost facilities that they require so as to teach their learners as well as um the same way that learners in in Mm -hmm. private schools in towns in former model c schools are, are, are are taught you know Secondly, we don't be able to afford educators who, I mean, a lot of these schools don't even have enough educators, in Makana, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. I know of a school that had not had a, a maths teacher in two years, that's that's insane, how do you then expect mm-hmm. kids coming from that school to do well enough to enter into university, Chilo? So the whole argument is that if, 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 if lecturers are, 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 or university management are interested in
0: no, I, no, no, I think, I think gone, it, no, sure. no, I think that that makes total sense. I mean, if yeah, if, if lecturers are are interested in, in actually pursuing excellence, uh, you know, you need mm-hmm. a bit of a basis to start with, um, and essentially, I I think basically, if the, the broadly there's a high standard of, of education at a grassroots yeah. level, uh, you will receive excellence, students.
2: Alexia, I also wanted to mention something, that you said that this is essentially BE for universities, Um, and once again, like BE, even though it was intended to, you know, um, help the majority of the black population, rather the majority of the previously disadvantaged um, communities, what we actually saw is that it helped and benefited those who are politically connected instead, and I feel that we will once again see with racial mm. quotas, that the uh, politically connected individuals will be able to get their kids into mm. universities first, before those who are actually disadvantaged will be able to get in. And that's also another thing I think we should be wary of when it comes to racial quotas, for sure. Absolutely.
0: And I think, I think just to end off with, with this topic, Tiago, uh, I think one thing that you point to in the article is, is the idea of merit. Um, mm. You know we've got you know the idea of of meritocracy. Uh, you know universities uh, demand a high caliber of students, um, and obviously that's not to say that people who can't afford it aren't necessarily good students. And this is we'll we'll, we'll tackle this in our in our next uh, in our next uh, story, our news item for this week. Um, sure. But what happens to ultimately when we stop using uh, primarily using merit as as a metric for for admissions, what where, what happens to academic excellence? What happens to our universities in the long run?
1: I think that, that, that that's a very important question. Uh, exactly that. I mean, universities are there to produce knowledge, uh, produce students who are able to produce knowledge that assists us as society in answering uh, in, in in coming up with solutions to problems that we have in society. Mm-hmm. So when, 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 mm-hmm. when you do focus, when, when, when your job is to focus on producing students and graduates who will give answers to problems of society, you you, you, you really should be, your, your, your entire mission should be to get the best students who can come up with these answers, not, not, mm-hmm. not, not. Not just anyone and everyone feeling sorry for people and bringing them in on, on, on the basis of previous uh, disadvantages. It should be on the basis of that person producing knowledge that we need as society and knowledge that helps us advance um, our, our standing as society. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. I sure. mean, ultimately, you know, under, undermine excellence at the top, society as a whole is worse off. Uh, so it's a bit of a self defeating. Uh, policy in a way, so uh, it's quite interesting. I think it's a very uh, no doubt on campuses. It's something that's been debated a lot and will continue to be debated. And if, if if anything, at least it brings about brings out debates. And we want to hear your comments, obviously, of course. Um, so yeah, leave a comment below. Um, you know, you'll find this episode on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. Let us know what you think. Drop us an email. Uh, info at f dash a n dot net. And yeah, we'd look forward to to hearing your thoughts. And I think closely linked to this topic, uh, especially as we go into the university or the tertiary education uh, year, uh, university starts quite soon, uh, is the issue of funding. Uh, Every January we we have this issue and our news item this week focuses on uh, a a protest what 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 would a what would a new year be without a good protest uh, that was led by cosas um and the story which we cite here from iols is headlined cosas demands 10 billion rand from jse companies to fund poor students in higher learning uh so i'm just gonna i'm gonna play a play a short clip um from an interview from what i believe is the uh, sort of chairperson of of COSAS, uh, and he is in conversation with uh, Heidi Djokos uh, from ENCA. So let's uh, let's have a look what what he had to say.
3: There was a lot, uh, we did execute that. We marched to the JSC on Friday, and uh, prior to that, we met with the uh, executives of um, of the JSC, uh Sivulyoli and uh, we explained uh, what is the intention of our march to the JSD. And uh, it is quite clear that uh, these mega companies in South Africa are not playing an active role in uh, trying to uh, better the conditions of lending in South Africa. Um, our quest in the JSD was very simple to say the JSE listed companies with an understanding of course that uh, the JSE the moment regulator of all these companies. Uh, These companies must play an active role immensely in trying to contribute uh, to the development of uh, education particularly in terms of uh, learners who are transiting from lower to higher education.
0: Cool. So, I mean, there you have it. So, part of the, one of the, some of their demands were that uh, it was a bit tricky to, to discern. Um, but what the, their main demand uh, of the JC, uh, was nothing less than 10 billion rand, uh, which will be used for registration fees for first years in 2022 and application fees for 2023. Uh, I picked up somewhere else in another story that, uh, one of their other demands was, uh, one, uh, one billion rand for students um, uh, must be donated towards basic education. Um, so, just to put that in context, um, the, the the education budget in South Africa is well well into the hundreds of billions of rand. Um, so, first off, uh, one billion rand is a bit of a drop in the ocean, but Sholin, I mean, you, 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 you'll be back in class within the next week or two. Um, funding's an issue. Generally, there are a lot of bursaries going around. They're very competitive. Uh, but I think I want to take this this conversation in the direction of the role of the private sector in funding mm-hmm. education. I mean, we've we've seen that you know, NAFS every year has its struggles. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts? If you if you were on the panel with with uh, this re- representative from COSAS, what would your uh what would your response be to, to his demands of the JC?
2: Yeah, my my response would essentially seems to be that, you know, demanding that businesses um pay for the education of students who go study by choice, um, that's the real entitlement um right there. Because I think, you know, pursuing primary and secondary education is crucial, it's important. But getting a university degree is no silver bullet to rectify whatever inequality or, um, you know, injustices took place in the past. That's no silver bullet. And as you mentioned, Alex, our education budget from the state in South Africa is what is in the hundreds of billions um and therefore funding is not necessarily the problem but it's the allocation and the management of that funds that is actually the problem because in many cases that's there's true. people who are not qualified um, in positions to manage that funds and that's why we see that literally money is going down um, per toilets um, as one of our previous episodes where we actually discussed this very topic and for them to, you know, be demanding that tertiary education is so crucial and private businesses should fund it. Um, in South Africa, uh, approximately like only 6% of our population have um, bachelor degrees. And so that is, if you really want to think about it, that's a very like um, a small group of individuals that actually have per, uh, bachelor's degree and university degrees in South Africa. And we need to break off from this mentality that getting university degree is the end all and be all of things. Because many of us that, you know, finish, grad graduate from university, also end up struggling to actually find jobs. And that's the mm-hmm. ironic part, that it's not just a free ticket and you will get a job. No, that's not the case. We should instead actually be um, incentivizing people to actually be entrepreneurs. Because if you've noticed, like, in some of the most successful people in the world... Mm-hmm. um People like Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, um, Steve Jobs were all college dropouts and they became entrepreneurs. And that's the mentality shift I think we need to um, develop in South Africa where we are not only employees, but we are employers because that's where the real um, mon- money actually lies. And that's why I encourage mm-hmm. these individuals like the Sasa um, spokesperson. Um, mm-hmm. If you want businesses to fund students. Start your own private business and fund students.
0: <laughs> I mean, Tiago, I T- I think we can we can empathise with with students and funding. I mean, funding is is a difficult thing. I know, I know a couple of a few years ago, you know, there was almost stampedes outside the University mm-hmm. of Johannesburg. Uh, people trying to just apply to make sure that the applications were sent through. NASFAS is not ideal. Uh, we there are management issues, yes. so one can understand. their their feelings about this, Um, but is, is, you know, I mean, if you look at some of the, some of the companies listed or the holding companies listed on the JSC, I mean, there are companies that there's even private school, um, almost like private fund, privately funded school groups, Um, you know, there's things, there's, there's restaurants, there's hotel groups. Uh, financial services, all these things that generate money in the economy, um, should is it is it the, the right approach to be approaching, or almost kind of, you're know, making demands, almost demonising uh, the private sector for what is ultimately a state failure, and just a broader issue of of South Africa, sort of the economy slowing down, less opportunities for people.
3: Certainly
1: not. I, I, after watching that video, I, my conclusion would be that cosas are a bunch of really uh, entitled, really, really entitled uh, 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 individuals who don't have the basic understanding of the economy, uh, most probably as well. Uh, first and foremost, I think Sholene is 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 correct in stating that. The issue lies with how money, money is being managed in, 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 in by, NSFAS, by NSFAS, NS right? But the second issue is that we are funding qualifications that are simply not marketable. Mm-hmm. Uh, qualifications mm-hmm. such as sociology, politics, drama, of course, we are not saying that these are not important uh, qualifications, but we should be funding uh, uh, more skills-based practical uh, uh, qualifications that are in high demand and therefore given that they are in high demand the graduates are able to find work after graduating and pay back the government money that the government then uses to fund the next generation of, of, of people who go into university. So mm. one, of, one, one, one of the main issues here is that you, 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 you have NSFAs that's funding everyone and anyone. A lot of people who are studying qualifications that are not marketable they graduate, sit at home. They are not able to pay back NSFAS. NSFAS then doesn't have enough resources to fund the next cohort of students. But for CASAS to go to, to JSC protesting, demanding for 10 billion, it's, it's, it's insane, man. It's, it's entitlement, it's, it's, it's lack of understanding that business owners can, can choose to disinvest from South Africa and invest somewhere else. There is really nothing special about us. There is nothing unique about South Africa, nothing forces anyone to invest in this country. At any given point, they can disinvest. So to go to them, de- making such demands really is really crazy.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much more to the story, and I think we could chat for hours about it. Um, but I think on that note, I think it's time for us to get in into even more fiery discussions. Uh, next up, we have burning questions with Mbali. Hey, yo, fam. You're on mute. <laughs> hi, guys. Bye. Welcome to
4: another episode of Branding Questions. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, Hi, guys. Welcome to Branding Questions, I guess.
0: How's <laughs> it? Thank you.
4: Good, good. I had so much to say during your guys' um, episode. I was like, let me hold it for this segment so guys, today on uh, burning questions um we're just carrying on the conversation that you guys were actually having on um education so code card of the week is from at uh, nelson mandela um and it reads education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world very simple straight to the point and I think I I low-key agree with him don't know about you guys but we have a lot to chat about you know people did not hesitate on Facebook to share their thoughts so we're going to go to the first comment um which is very very interesting hey like it's, it's 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 yeah very passionate as well, you know. We like it when you guys engage with us. Please don't stop doing that. <laughs> um, so this comment comes from Bonga, and Bonga says, clearly Mandela did not intend for young South Africans to change the, the world via education. I mean, what um very colorful word. What BS is OBE? Or whatever their ANC prefers to call the South African, South Africa's education system. Mandela and his generation were given the best education. This man is very learned. Bonga is very learned. This word is parochial, colonial. And by their best educationalist, then they elected to, to close the door to that privilege. Uh, Bonga is saying quite a, a few stuff here, and um, he definitely disagrees with Nelson Mandela. That's that's what I'm getting. Um, Sholeen, I'll start with you. Uh, Any thoughts
2: on this comment? Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on this comment because there's a lot going on in this comment. (laughs) But firstly, I do think that education is crucial. Um, But for Bonga to just be accusing, you know, and saying that Nelson Mandela and his generation got the best education, um, I'm not so sure about that. And then saying that you know it's all about colonialism and parochial, um, whatever the word is he's using there. <laughs> um, I feel like that's 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 a very wrong statement to essentially um to make because I feel like when Nelson Mandela was in he became president, a lot of more people actually became got access to education. A lot of black colored yeah. Indian students actually got Access to better education, um, and as we have progressed, and the management of the country has changed from you know Zuma to Cyril Reporter, things have um, gotten worse, and we and we can essentially see that decline through the um, through our metric pass rates, um that have consistently declined, and so I so clearly we were at a standard, and yeah. that standard has clearly dropped. So Definitely. we. Yeah, so I don't think that Ponga should just dismiss um, Mr. Mandela's quote like that.
4: Okay, but then when, um, as you're saying that the standard has dropped, so do you agree with him when he says that OBE is BS? I'm not going to say that on a you know family show, but yeah. Uh,
2: I'm not really sure what he means by OBE.
4: Um, so I think OBE is not like a, the education system, I think.
1: Yeah, it's an right. education system. I think it yeah. went out
2: in
4: 2008,
2: if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, so I'm not really familiar with that. But, I mean, the education ease system is basically declining overall, I have to say. Yeah. So, he is correct in saying that. Um. So, yeah, that's that's my two cents on, on his opinion.
4: On, on Monga. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I think let's go to the second comment, Um, which I will ask um, Alex to share his thoughts about um, this particular one. Um, So this one is from yeah that name I think everyone at home can see it. Um, Public schools, public school education turns people into colonial slaves not every change is good change. I'm very offended because I went to a public school the fact that maybe it was a war school (laughs) instead of a high school maybe that made it better but Alex, your thoughts on
0: this <laughs> is basically attacking public schools. Please save us. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's someone who also into public public school. I'm uh, I'm I'm offended. No, um, I guess it, it, th- I think maybe something important to take into consideration here is if we kind of we we kind of need to think of ourselves as privileged in the sense that we are part of the 50% who Mm. started grade one and actually made it past grade 10. Uh, You know what I mean? We are part of the, I think thereafter, something like 30 or 40 odd percent who then go on to actually matriculate. Um, So the public schools we went to certainly geared us for, for a working life, for, for yeah. the, the daily grind, and, and gave us certainly prospects at, at a better future. Um, but for the majority of South Africans, I, I, look, I wouldn't say colonial slaves. I think, I think it's kind of misdirected here. Yeah. You know, um, but I think the, the, the comment that, uh, you know, people aren't, an important thing, a metric that is often measured by, instead of unemployment, is the labour market absorption rate. And that is basically mm. just how many people can be taken into work. And it, mm. uh, I think there's a good argument to be made that our schools just really aren't equipping people to be able yeah. to enter the workforce. And yeah. notwithstanding all the things that we discussed earlier on in, in Freedom Fanatics.
4: Mm. Mm. Yeah. That is definitely true. Um, and I think the last comment, um, we can have a round table, But then I'm going to start with Diego and hear his thoughts. Yeah. Um, on this particular one. Um, so this comment comes from Belinda, and it reads, but governments don't want the masses to be educated because they will know they are being used and being abused. Yes, governments need the people to be ignorant and poor in order to bend them to the government's will. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diego, I have a lot to say, but you know, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on this comment?
1: Well, I think perhaps this is true in, in the South African context. Uh, the, the quality of our education is, is, is not to their part. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it is quite clear that part of why the, the, the government of the day is, is not improving the quality of our education is so they stay in, 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 in government, so people stay uninformed, not understanding how things such as the economy function, and therefore mm-hmm. carry on voting for them but of course this, this 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 is a tactic that all communists have have, have across the across the globe really have, have have always used they've always used education to keep people under under the table sure so yeah, i do agree definitely.
4: yeah so i think it, it all links into say education is definitely important um shaolin and alex maybe last thoughts on um this comment here uh, yeah, Sholen, I think-
2: Yeah, I definitely think that um, keeping the population um, uneducated definitely works for those in power because once people, the population essentially starts being able to think critically, you know, then we will, then people will really be able to realize where the problem lies. Who is the problem essentially? And for the ANC government, that will not be good because everyone will be able to see, you know what, this is where our problem is. And this definitely. needs to be replaced. So definitely. yeah, they definitely thrive off people being ignorant,
4: which is sad. Which is really yeah. sad. Alex, uh, your last thoughts?
0: Yeah, my final thoughts. Um, I, two comments. The one is I don't think that, like I think I said recently on, on a different platform that in South Africa we need to be be wary of. We kind of sit on a fence of incompetence versus malice. You know, is does the go- I don't think the government willfully wants to keep people uneducated. I think it actually just comes down to incompetence, comes down to greed, all but those I kind of that things. But I feel like they
4: do. I low key it It's part of their plan. But yeah, carry on. So, so.
0: I, I would also... No, I would go, go for it. For no, but no, no, no. Go for it. I, I think, I think let, let's chew on that for a bit.
4: I would no, just actually to
2: come back on Alex. Yeah. Just to say, sorry, that they know exactly how to steal money, but they don't know how to yeah. run the education system. That's such to me, bruh. But exactly money.
4: you need to be educated <laughs> in order to know how to steal this money. So obviously, these people do know that you know what? Let's use education as a weapon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yes, I, think, I think we
1: should remember we should I think we should remember that the government of the day subscribes to communism and and, and socialism um, in, in a way and they they have this policy stance of theirs that's called the National Democratic revolution so they are working towards uh, 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 ticking taking off the boxes on, on on whatever goals they have on the NDR and part of getting there is is, is feeding people a particular set of, of education a particular education, so yeah. they they yeah. they they end up subscribing to what you stand for as an organisation as yeah. well so i think yeah. a better way of rephrasing it would be that they are deliberately teaching south african learners to become communists in a way we are more and more moving towards that you check in high schools content that content that's provided universities content that's provided i mean even medical students are now forced to take some social sciences courses such as sociology which really are, 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 are there to teach you to become to think to think like a Marxist. And yeah, we are more and more moving towards that. And I think it's a deliberate move on the part of the government. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah.
4: definitely, Alex. Oh, yeah. I think you can finish your point. Sorry, we bombarded you like
0: that. No, 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 not at all. No, I think I think those are also good points. I think maybe something, maybe, maybe next next week we can discuss it. But also something important to watch out is. Uh, the Department mm. of Education looking at revising the history curriculum. Uh, now, mm. that's a, that's a very scary concept, mm. um, and I think something that, that we should look out for. But um, I think, yeah, it's kind of back to back to my initial point, um, is that you know it it it's another state uh, state function that is failing, yeah. um, and it, and it's desperately sad. And I think one thing in terms of politically, it may not in the long run benefit the ANC. Uh because people do vote according to their living standards. As people's standards have dropped since two thousand and seven, support for the ANC has declined. So maybe it's kind of it's a self it's kind of a cycle that might yeah. end up with the ANC's demise. But unfortunately a lot of South Africans will fall by the wayside with very little prospects uh with of any getting a real useful education. Yeah,
4: definitely. I think yeah we kind of survived um you know that education system so you'll be safe all those who are still in school good luck all the best um, but guys thank you so much uh for joining me on this episode um and you at home catch this show every tuesday on youtube facebook and igtv remember your freedom is worth fighting for